It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? You gotta be tough to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaczyk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaczyk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry. I'll hang up and listen. I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits. Now I'll tell you something about this guy. This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to All Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo, New York's, and Western New York's premier market and tap room with over 300 beers to choose from, live bands and entertainment, along with trivia all week long, uh, along with other, other special events. Uh, open seven days a week, 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 and later. Uh, make sure you go you know, tell who's ever behind the pine that particular night. Uh, that voice from two goalies, one Mike, uh, sent you. And, of course, Buffalo Logo Apparel, uh, Buffalo's best spot for all your Bills, Sabres, Bisons, Bandits, and Buffalo sports needs when it comes to hats, shirts, hoodies. Um, some great stuff over at Buffalo Logo. Actually, I have a hat right here. My favorite hat. Uh, the, NA, the, the Buffalo NHL Shield uh, Truckers hat. Uh, I'm a big snapback hat guy myself. One of their best uh, things they have, in my opinion, uh, at least from, from a hockey standpoint. Make sure you go get your hands on it at Buffalo Logo Co. on Instagram and Twitter at buffalologoco.com, uh, at Fatty Beer on both Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, <laughs> eh, I So, obviously, you can tell, guys, I'm not at home. Um, I am actually in a hotel room in Boston. So... As much as I want to scream and yell right now, uh, as angry as I am uh, for watching that, I was fortunate enough that that was, uh, I guess I shouldn't even call myself fortunate because <laughs> I would have rather not had to watch that shit show, but it was an ESPN, ESPN Plus game. So I was able to catch the second half of that game uh, in its entirety on my phone uh, while here at the hotel room, uh, currently here for work. That was disgraceful. Another game where you start incredibly soft and slow, uh, unprepared, not ready to play, and you leave your goalie out to dry. You know, I see a lot of people complain about Comrie. That's not Comrie's fault. You know, did you not see the, like, three or four breakaway saves he made, the um, number of odd man rush chances that he stopped? I mean, I look at those goals. What exactly do you want him to do? Yeah, you know, like, Larkin literally left alone in front. Left alone in front. Another goal where literally Owen Powers shoulder to shoulder with the guy. Was it the Fabry goal maybe? Uh, shoulder to shoulder with him. Just doesn't touch him. Just 
what was he mosey just not touching him just the same issue uh that i brought up three weeks ago that i said he should have got him sat for three shifts in that game would have been the boston game and a lot of people on that bird app said i was a moron said how could you sit him they threw graphs in my face threw analytics in my face threw all of it in my face that tonight is why you sit him for half a period because that is disgraceful not you just not just singling him out I mean, it seemed like that. I'm not just singling out, singling out so many players on that team. That just the run or lack thereof that they are on right now is so disgraceful and so embarrassing. If you are Terry Pagula, how are you not? I repeat, how are you not? It's even if you're at the game, probably in Florida right now. I mean, it's winter. I mean, why wouldn't you be in Florida if you're uh, the owner of two different sports teams? I guess I, I, I personally don't know. Um, how can you sit there, watch that product? If you truly care, if you truly care and not force your hand and force your GM to make a move here, whether you're firing a coach, firing all the assistants, making a trade, how can you force feed your fans this fucking garbage for another year? You went out and you got two third, uh, third pairing defensemen and you thought, we're good. Really? Really? Like, I was optimistic when the season started because you saw the potential and the ceiling of this team last year. And he was like, obviously there's going to be a little bit of regression, but I don't think anybody, anybody could have expected this type of regression. No way. No chance. There's no way anybody could have predicted this type of, uh, of regression. And, and how, as an owner, do you watch this product and think, <laughs> whatever they know what they're doing clearly somebody doesn't know what they're doing because this is fucking disgraceful i'm not trying to raise my voice i'm not trying to get out of hand here i got a, one of my co-workers next door you know pounding down a bottle of wine tonight uh you know and just uh, I, I, it should be me right now honestly because <laughs> this team drives you to drink they just really do i uh at what point do you sit here and watch this and say enough is enough? And do we just, I mean, the, the, the building's already half empty again. Like, how do you sit here and just put yourself through this? Constantly, as an owner, year after year, just allow this shit to happen. I just, I don't know, I'm going to hit the peanut gallery here. A lot of you guys are hammering with the comments, and that's why I love you. Hello, darkness, my old friend from Dylan Baker. Uh, always in the comments section. Always appreciate you, Dell. Yeah, it is the t- is a tale as old as time, right? ESPN broadcaster highlighted Powers' poor defense stick checking, never playing the man with physicality or imposing one's will. Power is struggling, lost confidence. Samuelson turnover, happy, pathetic. Listen, I've been saying this for weeks. Been literally saying this for weeks. And you nerds keep throwing in my face, throwing it in my face. It'll get better. Look, look at look at the numbers. Look at his expected goals for. Look at his, like like look at his expected. Ch- like I, I listen, I'm ignorant when it comes to that stuff. I know a little bit about a little, but I can tell you from watching him play, that is a guy who is fucking lost in his own end. I don't care what you say. Throw every fucking number in my face. That is a guy who's lost in his own end. It happens every single game. Might not always end in the back of your net, but more often than not, at least in the last month, 
it is ending up in the back of your net. He is costing you hockey games. Same thing with Samuelson. The both of them. They both need to ride the bench. And I've always been an advocate of doing it mid-game. Because that's, I think, how you send a message. Sit at the end of the bench. I said, you watch for a little bit. Yeah, I'll let you know when you're back in. That, to me, is the most effective way of sitting a player. At this point, put him up in the fucking press box for all I care. Because at this point, nothing's working. Like, it's on the coach to have your team prepared. It's on the coach to get them ready. It's on the coach to make sure that they're paying attention to all the details. And when you see mistakes constantly on the ice, that you correct it. Like, what are you doing, Don Granado? Like, I saw I saw this, this tweet. Uh, it was a quote from Granado about, you know, we're going to show them watching. We're going to show them film of, you know, of, of their of the past and show them what their potential is and what they're capable of. I'm like, what the fuck have you been doing this entire time then? What have you been doing? Because that's it doesn't look like coaching. Like just the laziness, the lack of attention to detail. Just you can sit here and and just and and and, and you can only regurgitate the same fucking shit after every single game over and over again, until you start to sound like Ralph Kruger, until you start to sound like Phil Housley, until you start to sound Dan Bilesma. And let's be realistic. Dan Biles was like the last good coach this team had. He had this team over 500. The only time they've been over 500 in like a decade. Like that's like, I don't know, man. Actually, were, were we five over five? I think we were over 500 last year. Were we? I, I, I can't remember. I, I really don't know. We probably were. I don't know. But like, I don't even know, man. I just, I, how much longer do I like people like me? I just know I'm going to commit myself to it because I am just a sick fuck and just love watching this hockey team for better or for worse. But at what point is just enough enough for this fan base? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, uh, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it, it sucks, man. It, right now it just sucks. It just all of Buffalo sports in general. Uh, from the Black Knight, I'm getting soccer coach flashbacks. Yeah, exactly. This is getting sick. It's disgusting. Can someone please tell me what our assistant coaches do? <laughs> Guys, don't worry. Don't you worry. If they do fire Don Granato, guess who's going to be behind that bench? If it isn't Seth Appert, or I don't think it would be, it'll be Matt fucking Ellis coaching this fucking hockey team. You watch and mark my words. It will be Matt Ellis, and I won't fucking watch a whole game the rest of the season. I, I won't. I refuse to do it. I refuse to watch a team coached by a guy who, before he got his NHL assistant gig, was coaching 13U at the Harbor Center uh, next door to the arena. Like, I won't do it. I won't fucking do it. Won't do it. Uh, when will Power start playing defense and quit trying to be Darlene? Here's the thing. Like, Owen Power is a very elite offensive defenseman, right? It's the ability to be a very elite offensive defenseman. It's just he's soft in the defensive zone. He's so soft. And nobody's saying you got to go out there and throw the body every time you're out on the ice. But, like, you just impose your will. You know, I've said this so many times. He doesn't impose his will. I, again, I think it might have been that the goal by Fabry uh, in front of that. Literally, just top of the circle. He's literally standing shoulder to shoulder to the guy. He's bigger than him. Just put your weight into him. Force him out of your way. Impede him. And that puck probably doesn't go in the net. Let Comrie see the shot. I'm just sick of it, man. If it's not power, it's Samuelson. If it's not Samuelson, it's power. It's one of those two. 
like for you know last season we complained so much about guys like Yoki Haru, but like it's been them two constantly back and forth killing you in the defensive zone. We can talk about all we want Connor Clifton, but Connor Clifton doesn't play 25 minutes a night. Owen Power does. Cousins is snake bitten. Agree, yes, Dwayne. However, Cousins lacks any finesse, no scoring touch, no creativity. Scoring involves thinking where to place the puck strategically. Again, Marisa, you always make so many good points in the good or the bad. Like, it's just like I've said it a hundred times already this past week. Like, guy's snake bitten, man. He is gripping that stick so tight. And at one point, you hope the floodgates open for him and he just figures it out and just let him keep playing. But another guy, put him in the fucking press box. Like, I don't even care anymore, man. You want a lot? You talk about development and playing the kids? Bring them all up for this fucking point. Put them in the press box and fucking play the kids. Who cares at this point? Like, like I'm so sick of this shit, man. It's so bad when the, like, Olofsson, Byro, and I forget who the third guy, man, on that line was. That was, like, their best line for 40 minutes in this hockey game. It wasn't until the third period we had turned it on and tried to, like, tried to win a hockey game. 40 minutes, you were dog shit. You were horrible. Um, you left Comrie out to dry. It doesn't even matter who's in net anymore. It doesn't matter. We all like people want to complain the goals in. It doesn't matter, dude. Blame the coach and blame the GM. The GM for not putting a better team in front of one of his three goaltenders tonight. You know, Levi was in the building tonight because UPL was sick and couldn't dress. So they called they they called Devin up. Um uh Devin up to fill in as a backup. Like, I'm glad he didn't get into that game, man, because fucking A. Team doesn't have the goaltenders back. Like Comrie made a number of very good saves tonight. And whether you want to blame him for any of the four four goals or not, like he kept you in that hockey game. He did. He just did. And you don't support your goaltenders. You just don't. You know, I, we've seen Comrie play very good hockey games uh for this team. We've seen UPL play very good games for this team. You know, we've seen Devin Levi play very good team games for this team all this season, but you don't play good team defense. You are a dog shit team in your own end. It is so blatantly obvious. And we sit here and we and we just take it and just deal with it. It's just like, I don't know, man. I, I, yeah. Power play, too much thinking, just make a play. Uh, why is our 5v4 and 6v4 a power play for the other team? Couldn't agree with you more. I mean, they did have a power play goal tonight, but like there's just no creativity, no chemistry when, uh, when you have the man advantage. Um, just a lot left to be desired, especially with Tage Thompson back in the lineup. Didn't look good at all. Did not look good at all. Uh, fire all the coaches, especially they're seeing all the squeegee kids in action tonight. Um, I mean, I, I, do I think they'll fire him? No. It would be surprising? No. Because at this point, it's deserving. Uh, next game, another loss. Big Bad Bruins, 13 more losses to reach 18 games. All-time losing streak. I've lost all faith. I get it. Dwayne, the team drives you crazy because the play is only is the only consistent thing. You're, again, you're right. <laughs> like Andrew Peters uh, tweeted uh, tweeted it out, or is it from the After the Whistle podcast? They had a, like a at least they're consistent at one thing, and that's being terrible. Um, yeah, or being in, being consistent at not playing for the first forty minutes of a hockey game and not showing up to the third period. They're consistent at that too. Um, our decor has to change. Agreed. Terry Pugula is sitting on the, on the, what, what is it? The uh, super yacht might be, he seriously might be it's middle winter in Buffalo or beginning of winter in Buffalo. He might be on the super yacht for all we know. He doesn't care. 
Dwayne, I just got home from Cuba and I watched all the Sabres highlights while I was there using up my limited Wi-Fi to watch it. What a fucking damper. I don't know why I put myself through this. What? I agree. Again, it's just, you know, how much is, when is enough enough? When do we just, are we done? We went through 17 years of it with the Bills. We're 13 years of it right now with the Sabres. Like, this was year it was supposed to be different. Yeah, they didn't make enough changes in the offseason, but you would think that even with a little regression, this team would still be consistently exciting. You you figured that, I mean, I still think they're fine in that. Real, reality for me is if they put a good team effort every single game in front of whoever's in net, they win, they win a lot more games. They just don't. They don't. They look lost out there in the defensive zone. And then it transitions over to their offensive play. You won't see chemistry. There's no creativity. Like, it's just individual efforts are are, are keeping them in games. Like the one from Jeff Skinner tonight. Like, like, like or actually, I mean, it was just him just winning a board battle there and just getting the puck to the net, finding a seam, and just he literally undressed, absolutely undressed Lions. Um, but, yeah, I just <laughs> I just keep going to the comments. I, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Name me the assistant coach's name, Wilford, Matt Ellis, Christie. None of them have previous NHL experience under 13-plus Eastern. Uh, disgusting, pathetic, embarrassing, always on cheap pagulas. Thanks. Yeah, they're cheap hires. Didn't cost him anything. Probably working for below the league minimum. Let's be real. Matt Ellis is just happy to be there. He's happy to be there. He knows he ain't fucking qualified to be a fucking coach in the National Hockey League. The only thing he's good for is a soundbite with Rob Ray in between periods, which whatever that soundbite might be, it might be something generic and regurgitated, but they never do it. Whatever it is there, he says, they never go out and do it. You know, nine times out of ten, they don't. Uh, what the hell is happening with power? Guys, I've been saying it. For weeks now, for weeks, what's going on with Owen Power? Guy is playing like he's the size of Tyler Ennis. The biggest difference between those two players is Tyler Ennis played like he was a like he had a bigger frame. He wasn't afraid to get into the dirty areas. He wasn't afraid to be physical. Owen Power is just snake bitten in the sense where he just refuses to use his body and his mass to impose his will on whoever he wants out on that ice. He is playing a very soft style of hockey and is hurting this team. And I am a big advocate for sitting him mid-game the next time it happens. You have to do it. You have to be a coach, Don Grinnell. You have to stop coddling players. He coddles these guys. He coddles them. Stop it. Like, I don't want to hear about, oh, he did this in practice. No, you do it when it happens in a game. That's when you do it. You send a message right then and there. And even if you don't win that hockey game, at least you sent a message, not just to that player, but to your team. Boys club hockey at its finest. Yeah, in terms of the coaching staff, absolutely. No president of hockey apps, no accountability, lack of leadership, no vision, half-empty building. What's new? Same old Sabres. Eric Johnson is also awful. Uh, from Peter Fitzgerald. Aquoso uh, on the ice with three minutes left in the game. That guy is an ECHL player in 31 of 32 professional organizations. Listen, um, I don't like talking bad about Kyle Ocposo because he's a player that deserves respect in this league. He's a player that deserves respect in this city. But if you don't think that he hurts his hockey team every time, every game he's out there playing anything more than 10 minutes in a night, then you don't – you're brain dead. Like he does. There, there, there are moments – he has his moments where he can find ways to put the puck in the net 
And I know on the bench and in the locker room, he, there's a big valuable like thing about having there. But like, what value is he giving this team right now that's showing out on the ice? You know, like the, the leadership qualities, like the intangibles we talk about and preach about. Where is it showing on the ice? Like, if I'm Kyle Poso, I'm calling out guys in the locker room. I don't care about your feelings, bro. You make fucking seven, seven and a half million dollars or eight and a half million dollars a fucking season. Guess what? You're going to get called out in the locker room when you play like a fucking asshole. And they should be called out. I'm done with this coddling list, this idea that you can't hold players accountable or, or call somebody out. Not even to the media, just in front of your team. I, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it at this point. And at some point, you got to send a message. And rather fire under somebody's ass. I mean, at this point, I mean, are they going to do it? If I've done it now, I mean, they're just not going to do it. So will it take a firing? Will it take a, some type of dramatic trade? No matter who it is, it's, something's got to give. You, you got to, yeah, something's got to give. I don't know. From Kevin, good for Tage coming back early to try and help. Yeah, I agree. I mean, guys probably been sitting in the press box, you know, in agony watching what this team has become. I mean, it's not like they were even that great with him, but they were more competitive than this. That's for sure. I'm exhausted. Watching sports is supposed to be fun. This has been fucking depressing. Every single year, Will. Bean town, my kind of town. Enjoy the scenery, champions, hip city. Where's Connor on vacation in Baja, California? Sunshine, sunshine surfing waves. Uh, he's getting fitted for golf clubs right now, actually. Um, Mateo Shalio. Enough is enough when they aren't here. Love my teams through and through. No matter the record, eventually they will be great. Uh, Tage, just stay. We get 100%. This isn't worth it. I tend to agree. Tend to agree. Uh, from Mauricio, Pagulas need to sell the Sabres and divest, divest. I agree, man. Like, it just feels to me like this team has probably been on sale in some capacity for a while. And I mean, Andrew Peters talks all the time. He's still into the belief. He always says, mark my words, this team is for sale. I mean, dude, they just pinch pennies. Look how far are they under the salary cap. They didn't spend in the offseason. They certainly don't spend money on their coaching staff. Uh, these imaginary arena renovations that were supposed to happen. The only thing that may have gotten better is the food. But, I mean, you're certainly not filling any filling in seats with a better fan experience or spending money that way. No way. No way. Not no way. Not no how. Um, let Michael Pecka walk to the Rangers, help lead them to a number one in the league. Yeah, I know. Like, I, I think Michael Pecka, I've said it a hundred times, he'd be such an invaluable asset on this hockey team for guys like Dylan Cousins, for guys, you know, like JJ Paterka, guys like, you know, Casey Middlestad, and uh, even Tage, like, let's just say guys who, a guy who's going to help this team play better team defense. He's a two time Selkie winner. He knows what it takes. Like, you know, he, he was a physical, physical guy for his size, um, but just knew how to play good on both sides of the ice. And you can't tell me that Matt Ellis provides more experience and uh, better, better qualities uh, to teach those val in, uh, intangibles better than Michael Pecka. No fucking way. And it's showing right now in New York for, uh, for a lot of players on that team. You see how, I'm not saying he's rubbed off this early as quickly on guys like Alexi Lafreniere, but I thought before his injury, Capo Caco, you know, like that's a guy that'll help, you know, in terms of his all around game. And it has, it has helped up until that injury. 
Uh, Dwayne, coach the defense, man, please. They need to be taught techniques and fundamentals. I am not qualified to be a coach uh, at, at any level above where I've already been, but I appreciate it. I've always felt bad for our goaltenders. How can you not? Honestly, how can you not? Uh, this season hurts worse than any other during the drought. We were supposed to be amazing. I don't know if we were supposed to be amazing, but we were definitely supposed to contend for a playoff spot. I mean, that that, that can't be denied. A lot of people felt the same way. It was it was argued a lot in the offseason, even before before free agency. Like this team should contend for a playoff spot. Right now, they don't even look close. They just don't. They're, they're, they're just dog shit. Third period, Skinner, Paterka, Millstep, best lineup, bench Cousins. He's a fourth-line center. Sabres full of mediocre, underachieving players. Again, I, I don't know what you have to do with Cousins to get him back to where he was last year, but that you like, you see, looks like he's going through the motions out there, man. Just you know, doing half circles, and he gets the net, but like he misses the net so often. I, I don't know really what to do about Dylan Cousins anymore. Maybe you do just sit him for a night, man. Like there are a lot, there are a number of guys on this team that deserve to be sat for for an entire game and he's definitely on that list amongst others that i've already talked about on this on this uh post game 100 i would be fully in favor of that uh just to let him step away speaking about the dead horse akposo yeah um i agree <laughs> i we have already i don't even want to get into into akposo anymore uh, from Chris Derrick, the only guy I feel sorry for is Ryan Miller. That's right, Ryan Miller was in the house tonight. He he was. Uh, he was doing a uh, a signing at Dave and Adams Card World, and you know, decided to stop by for that game. I can't imagine what he thinks compared to what he is used to when he played for this team. Um, you know, the teams that he represented here in Buffalo. And this is a far cry from it, and this is a far cry from the last time he was here on Ryan Miller night a team that battled back and never gave up and found a way to win. Um, this team is a far cry from that. I don't know who's got to be the guy and the, the bad guy in the locker, but somebody has to be. Be a coach, not a friend, Don Granado. Agreed. Best moment of the night was the sarcastic chorus of cheers when Comrie saved and fours a puck on a dump in. Listen, it wasn't Eric Comrie's fault tonight, man. I'm not trying to like, because I'm a goalie, defend the goalies, but go back and watch those goals. I, I urge you all to like, what did you want him to do? What did you want him to do on that Larkin goal where Larkin was literally left alone in the slot? Nobody went near him. And he like, like, what do you want him to do there? What do you want him to do on that deflection? What do you want him to do on the Fabio? He's again, left wide open. I mean, he made like three breakaway saves, uh, clean cut, you know, and stopped multiple odd man rushes to keep them in this hockey game. So they had a chance to uh, come back from being down 4-0. And got it to five, four, three. They they could have easily had six, seven, eight, nine goals tonight, easily with some of the chances, the great A chances that the, that the Red Wings had tonight. You know, they were lucky enough to have Comrie in that to keep keep them in it. You can sit there and show me all the fucking you know goals he let in in his last three or four starts. Sure, whatever, man, whatever. Look at the team, man. I, I can't stand the number stuff anymore. You, you have people focusing too much on graphs and analytics and. Just watch the games. Watch the games and, and tell me what goalie is going to get you a win tonight. Find me the goalie who's going to get the Buffalo Sabres a win tonight. Because there's not. Short of guys like Vasilevsky, maybe Hellebuck. But, I mean, there's a good chance some of those pucks still might go in. Like, it, it, it's 
you can't sit there and point at the goals and you're like, oh, that's on Comrie. 100% needs to make a save there. What did you want him to do? You can't stop a puck you can't see. You can't leave guys wide open, untouched, unscathed, below the dots in the defensive zone. You can't leave guys wide open in the slot. You just can't. Any goalie is going to let that in, whether your name is Vasilevsky, whether your name is Bobrovsky, whether your name is Hellebuck, whether your name is Jostairskin or Sorokin. It doesn't matter who you are. They're going to let those shots in too because they're uncontested. Sometimes, yeah, maybe one out of every three or four opportunities, like the ones that went in, maybe you get a save out of a goalie like that. But there's just as liable to let those shots in too, as much as Comrie, as much as Levi, as much as UPL, because nobody's doing anything to stop it from happening in front of them. There's leaving left out the dry. This team also gives up on plays like when they thought it hit the net, netting play to the damn whistle. Yes, on that goal, they think it hit the netting. Guess what? It didn't. It didn't hit the netting. And then it ends up in the back here, not Dylan Clarkin in front of the net. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Back here, not. Uh, Celebrini will look good in a Sabres jersey. I mean, you might. We're already thinking out the draft. Uh, Rose. Uh, Isaac Rosen played well offensively chances. Play him with better players, more offensive talent. Yeah, I, I liked Rosen's game tonight. How could you not? Uh, from John Wolf, we need a coach to set the tone in the locker room. I couldn't agree with you more, John. Uh, Colin Smith, get Ryan Reynolds in here to run the team. Honestly, I know he is in, 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 in talks to buy the Senators. Can he buy the Sabres? That'd be awesome. Um, where did the <laughs> Christy and Marty Wilford come from? Your guess is as good as mine, man. I think they might have been part of the previous coaching staff um, under under Ralph Kruger, but I could be wrong. Uh, Detroit is a team that was serious about winning this offseason. The Sabres weren't. A serious team, team goes out and gets Comfer and trades a bottom six guy, a deep prospect, first and fourth for DeBrincat. Again, Sam, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. DeBrincat has been huge for them. JT Comfer, former Sabre JT Comfer in the Ryan O'Reilly deal, would be great on this team. He would be. I know we have a lot of centers, but he would be great on this team. He's such a good defensive hockey player. He's he, he's responsible. He's everything you want, I guess, from the nerd standpoint, but with some offensive flair. He's such a good player and such a good around player, and he's you can throw him out there in almost any situation, and he's not going to hurt you. Would have been nice to have JT Confer, but Dick Russ, we weren't a serious hockey team in the offseason. Why should we be? Adams, another on the cheap hire, good old boys club, country club atmosphere. Nepotism is rampant. Uh, not to mention they were willing to dump a crap young goalie and try something different instead of trot back out the same scrubs. We invite ours to dinner with the GM. I, I agree. I agree. You know, G, uh, he gets, you know, gets dinner with UPL. I mean, again, UPL's been UPL this season. He's a, a little bit better than what people expected. But – you just need a better team in front of whoever you have in that. And right now they, I, I just beating a dead horse, beating a dead horse, beating a dead horse. Like you just can't keep this shit up. You can't, you, you can't keep trotting this same effort out, this same team. You have to make a change. Kevin Adams, it has to happen. It's time for a change. Granati is a goal from Robert Seagrave from Wilming. Uh, I was, we didn't have a dealt. I was, we didn't have a developmental coach. I wish we didn't have a development. Coach. Sorry. Uh, too many odd man rushes, breakaways, pathetic, worst in the league. Not wrong. Uh, Dwayne Granado has to go. You mentioned about benching underachieving players. Nothing happens. We always go down by early by more than one goal. Defense is a disaster. Something has to change. Yes. And that starts with coaching. Like when your team 
is just not showing any life that early in hockey games. You, you see guys just going through motions, like not tying up sticks, not tying guys up in front of the net that early in hockey. You have to sit somebody. You have to send a message, play five defensemen. Fuck it, play four defensemen. Put put a winger back on to you. Who cares at this point? Whether it's him, Samuels, Owen Power, Samuelson, or both of them. Like, send a fucking message for God's sakes. It's getting embarrassing, absolutely embarrassing. Don't listen to the nerds analytics. I, I don't. I try not to. I respect it, but, I mean, even that, some of them are starting to come around and say, yeah, uh, <laughs> I think I think we're wrong. <laughs> Never blame Comrie. The defense was lackluster from start to finish. Bad puck playing, giving up on the opposition. The only thing I can say is that this fan base witnessed the work. The only thing I can say is that this fan base witnessed the work of Hashik and Miller. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, even they would have struggled tonight, man. That witnessed the work of Hashik Miller that we expect every goalie to elevate to that level. And I apologize, but there will never be another Hashik or Miller. Uh, Hashik, no. Miller, sure. I mean, there could be another Ryan Miller. I mean, I think Levi has every capability of being much like Ryan Miller from the mental point of the game. Yes, absolutely. Like, you're listening to the guy talk about the game and just how he breaks things down. Um, Very Ryan Miller-esque, for sure. But Hashik, not a chance. There will never be another Dominic Hashik. Uh, next game against the Big Bad Bruins in our loss. We need a classic rant. Bring back Cully. Um, listen, I'm all ranted out. <laughs> I don't think they would take my call anyways, but I'm all ranted out. There's not much more that um, can be said that I haven't said, that you haven't said, that all the talking heads haven't said. Um not much more that we can sit here and bitch about and expect a, a result. And if there were going to be real results when I made that phone call three and a half years ago, they hired Kevin Adams, a guy who again was coaching for, for the, uh, in the Harbor center at the time into a business, uh, some type of business management role. And then he was promoted to GM and has he made some good decisions? Yeah. He's gotten some guys on a team friendly deals and has created a lot of cap space and corrected a lot of previous mistakes by a previous GM. But at the end of the day, like, it just can't be that. You just can't go out of your way to sign guys who you know have potential and have the ability to reach that potential and sign them to good team-friendly deals like you did with Bowen Power, like you did with Darlene, like you did with Thompson, like you did with Cousins, like you did with, with Samuelson, even though they're not playing well right now. Last year, everybody loved that Samuelson deal. He was worth every penny. Right now, it sucks. He's not playing well. Neither is Power after, right after he got paid. But – um, at this point, Don, I mean, Kevin Adams has to make a decision, make some tough decisions about this roster. I know you value the youth on this team. I know you value the picks that you made and you hold them in high regard, but yeah, you have to, you know, break some eggs to make an omelet here and you gotta make some difficult decisions. And I don't know who that is whether it's an active roster player, a prospect, you know, whether that prospect is filling in here right now or in Rochester or playing in junior like a Matthew Savoy. Not that I want guys like that, but at some point something's got to give here and you have to make a difficult decision about your current roster to make it better. Even if you're only making it 10% better, you're still making it better. And that 10% might win you, win you a few more hockey games. That 10% better could, or 15% better could mean the difference between being a 500 hockey team and not being a 500 hockey team. And at what point you, 
you have to make this. All these guys aren't going to play for your hockey team. There's just not enough roster spots. You have too many guys under contract. There aren't enough spots in this roster to fit all of these kids on your team. I know you want them to grow together and develop together and create this bigger, better culture, the culture, the buzzword we always hear about, but they all can't fit on your roster. You have to make a difficult decision. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Adams overvalues his prospects. I'll say I, I don't care, but I do. This just sucks. From Mauricio, broken record, beating a dead horse, lost count playoff drought. Adams needs to be fired along with Granado. Dwayne, we all appreciate you. Making, I appreciate you guys too. That's You guys are literally the only reason I do this. Like it's therapy, man. It really fucking is. Really is. Um, don't give up, Dwayne. I got you. I'm suffering too. We're all suffering, man. It's just purgatory. Let's trade for a Hannafin, Erland, Holman, Calgary. And Calgary is selling. I mean, they just traded Zadorov. Zdorov for a fifth and a third round pick. I mean, maybe he didn't want to come here. I don't know. But, like, how are you as Kevin Epps not in on that? Not in on a guy like Nikita Zadorov who fills so many needs, a top four need, a guy who, 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 who literally what we preach about with, with power and Samuelson not doing in front of their own goaltender. You know, if you even attempt to lay, you know, a, a, a stick tap on the goalie or screen the goalie and Zorov's out there, man, it, he's not allowing it. He's going to, he's going to bully you over. He's going to push you out of the way or players are kind of afraid to go to the front of that because of a Nikita Zadorov because they know he's out there. They don't want to take a beating from a guy like that. The guy, the guy can play well in his own end and he can give you a beating. We've all seen him fight. You know, I, I agree with, I, I agree with that. Whole, when Calgary is selling right now and Bill's just in Bill's. Sabres should be in on that. Uh, we all suffer together. Agreed. Um, from Sam, agree. We need to see a real hockey trade, not a let me dump this star for good assets trade. No, you need a body, a warm body coming in that's going to help your team right now. Um, I, I'm done with the picks and the assets. You have enough right now. Go out and get warm bodies that are going to help your team right now. Season is lost. Let's be realistic. Trades and prospects. I mean, I'm not going to say the season's lost, but it's certainly not where we want it to be. Or, you know, I'm still going to be the dumb, ignorant, optimistic Sabres fan because that's who I am. Um, let's trade Zajev from uh, first Zajev from Montreal. Heard he's falling out with the coach. I'd be all for it. Sure. Um, we need veterans with grit, defensive minded forwards, and defensemen and veteran goalie. Again, veteran goalie, sure, great. I'm happy with it, but. You need some somebody that's got to come in and fix these defensemen, and that starts with the coaching. Fire them all, honestly, even Girardi. I'm tired of the part-time coaches. You know, I can only do this for so long uh, with with this coaching staff um, and whatnot. So I'm going to read some of the post-game quotes here. I like to always like to go through that. Brian Koziel does a really good job of uh, getting those quotes out to you guys. Um, I like to read them during the post game. So let me see if I can pull them up here real quick. Guys, right, so that's why I give me one moment from Brian Koziel. Granado says they will open up all options for better game day routines and and what to do to get better results. To start. Then what are you doing now? What are you doing now? 
another one of those tweets. Like, let's go. It's like, okay, what are you doing now? Are you just allowing them to show up to the rink with and like not keeping track of what your players are doing? You know, the first two hours leading into a hockey game to make sure they're motivated and ready to go. Like, what are you keeping their track? I'm sorry, that is just hilarious. That's hilarious. Granado says guys are responsible for more than they were before due to injuries. They have bigger shoes to fill. That brings pressure. Says the league is unforgiving. They have to learn to deal with it. It's elevated expectations and pressure and how to deal with it. Also from Granado. Granado has used the word vulnerable quite often when describing the state of the team. Um, yeah, I would say so. And that's on you, coach, to help them not be a vulnerable hockey team. Injuries or not, man, a lot of those players, you paid big money because of things they did in the past couple of seasons, and they're not performing. So it's your job to make them not vulnerable. <laughs> wow. At least some of these quotes, man. Uh, hilarious. Hilarious to say the least. Uh, more from Brian Cozio from the post game. Skinner, there is no one thing to change and everything will just go back to normal. There's a lot of things. The third period, we drew some penalties. We had we had them in, on their heels. If we keep doing that over and over, things will turn around for us. Yeah, like, I don't know, maybe from the beginning of the game, like from the first puck drop, play like that. What is keeping you from playing like that in the first and second period? Why is it taking you 40 minutes to play that brand of hockey? Playing with desperation, playing with urgency. Why is it taking you 40 minutes to play that type of hockey? That is on your coach. It's not just on the players. Obviously, the players are out there executing a the game plan or just playing hockey and making hockey plays, but that's also on the coach. There are decisions you can make pregame and in-game to, to uh, encourage more scoring to encourage better defensive play, uh, whether, again, whether it's switching up lines, find something that works, find something better that works, or, for God forbid, sitting Owen in power because he's playing like dog shit, or playing sitting Matias Hamilton because he's playing like dog shit. Akposo, we're having trouble starting the games on time. It bit us again. I think we got down. You're trying to find any sign of life. We get, we, we get one there in the second. We battle back, and we're finally in the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you were down 4 nothing. You get one in the second period. Congratulations, bro. Um, too little, too late. Um, it's from also from Akposo. It's a big boy league. You got to go perform, and we're not right now. Um, also from Akposo, we are a group that is making a lot of mistakes right now, and it's costing us. They end up in the back of the net. With who we have in this room, it's a frustrating thing to happen. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. It is frustrating, Kyle. Um, maybe you need to start speaking up more. Give him, I don't know. It, it, it's frustrating. And uh, uh, again, from Kevin right here, Donnie says the same thing over and over. Over, it's crap. Agreed. Um, he just copy and paste the same statement night after night. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, Don Granado is like a politician, says and promises. Same crap every interview. Uh, from Ziddy Rant. I um, don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Is Pagula not letting Adams spend? It's just weird. There's no willingness to move off of prospects. I don't know the answer to that, man. I genuinely think this team is for sale, and that's why they're not 
you know, making any big time signings or spending money right now. I genuinely believe that that some some capacity this team might be for sale. Uh, Iposo and the veterans are losers. They have all uh, that's all they've known in their careers. We need to get veterans that have won in this league, and it just can't be Eric Johnson. It just can't be Eric Johnson. The guy's old. Like that's why I was such an advocate for Pat Kane. The guy has three rings. He'll be thirty-five with three rings. You just can't teach winning. You just can't teach knowing what it takes to win, knowing what it's like to been there. And that's why I'm always been an advocate for more role players, more role players in your lineup. You know, I'm in Boston. I brought this up in the last post game show. You need role players like they went out and got 2013. They went out and got guys like Napoli and Johnny Gomes and Shane Victorino. Role players, guys that aren't just going to produce on the score sheet, but they're going to fill roles in your locker room, away from the ice, on the bench, big time roles, vocal roles, guys that are going to keep the young kids in line, um, leadership. And they didn't do that, man. They didn't do that. You just can't go get Eric Johnson and expect that to fix all of your issues that you had the previous year defensively. And Connor Clifton, a guy who I personally liked the signing when it happened, but it hasn't worked out yet, man. It hasn't. And, you know, do I point the finger directly at him and Eric Johnson for all the troubles of this team? No, because everybody's playing like dog shit. So with that being said, um, I'm out of pretty much stuff to say. <laughs> to say the least. Um, I would have, you know, after a game like this and a result like this, I'd have been yelling a little bit more. Or my tone would have been much higher. But uh, I am in a hotel room in Beantown right now uh, for work. And I should not be going off like that. I have neighbors on each side of me right now. So um, my final thoughts to you. You've got to give me a second to really collect myself. Um, when is enough enough? How long are we going to sit here and watch this product and accept it? I know as fans, we think we have no power. We have no ability. I think, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I put myself on a pedestal, but I thought maybe three and a half years ago when I did make that phone call that maybe I lit a fire under somebody's ass. And we as fans have the ability to do that by not showing up, by being loud and continuously being loud. Don't spend your money at the Sabre store. Don't spend your money on concessions. Don't spend your money on tickets. Don't give them your money. That's how you affect the product on the ice and the in-game experience. And that's how you tell them you're upset. Because by continuously going to games and giving them your money, it's not going to change anything and it's not going to make things better. Um you have a team that's very lost right now, a very young hockey team that's very lost and they don't know how to, they, they've lost their way from what they were last year. We are always going to expect regression, but never this bad. Even with injuries to Quinn and Tage return tonight, the regression shouldn't be this bad because you still have your Casey Middle stats, your Dylan Cousins, your JJ Paterk, who's been great this season. Jeff Skinner, who in my opinion has still been a very good, uh, reliable player for you this season. You still have Darlene. You still have Owen Power. You have all these players that you paid big money to and you signed here in the long term. And the regression shouldn't be this bad. So how do you fix that? Well, you start with accountability. You start with sitting players in game, putting players in the press box. You start that by taking a long, hard look in the mirror, as cliche as that sounds, and asking yourself, what is it that I'm not doing? 
And then as a leader in that locker room, start pointing fingers at guys. Why aren't you doing your job, Dylan Cousins? Why are you so snake bitten? I mean, I mean, it's a, a blah question, but like you as a leader have to start doing those things. And who's going to be the bad guy? It can't be Eric Johnson. The guy's been here for 26 games or 27 games or whatever it is. Like, how can it be that guy? It shouldn't be that guy. You have a, a bunch of players that are making a lot of money and are here for going to be here for a long time. Those should be the guys. It's nice to have an Eric Johnson and his experience in this team and having a Stanley Cup in, uh, in the room, but it just can't be that guy. It has to be other people. It just it, That's where it's got to start, and it's got to start to translate to out there on the ice. And then it has to also translate from your bench, your coaching staff. And right now this coaching staff, and I've been saying it for over like two months now, this coaching staff is not getting it done. You have so much inexperience on that bench. You set up Don Granato to fail with this coaching staff. And you let a guy like Mike Pekka walk out the door to go with Peter Laviette uh, in the Big Apple, and they're doing very well over there. That guy could have been very valuable to this team, this youth team, uh, this youth movement that the Sabres are going through. Instead, you let him walk out the door. You shouldn't have. And, and, and it's hurting you. In my opinion, it's hurting you. Am I saying Michael Pekka on this team would have made – this a huge difference between being a playoff team. Not, no, I'm not, but it definitely would have helped. It definitely would have helped. And you can't convince me otherwise, because how can you take a guy like Matt Ellis seriously on that bench? No fucking way. No way. Any of them, man, any of them, they're cheap hires. That's what they are. That's what they are. And until you fix those issues that I just listed, this team will continue to tread water. They continue to be subpar 500 hockey. And we are going to be looking at another year without playoffs, guys. I will hang up and listen. I love you. Thank you so much for joining me. You're therapeutic for me. I will hang up and listen. Just remember, this is brought to you by Fatty Beer Company, Buffalo's premier market and tap room in all of Western New York, seven different Western New York locations with over 300 beers to choose from. One of the only both kid and dog friendly bars. They always have treats for your dog on tap right at the bar. Always have kids games, uh, you know, for your kids to entertain yourselves while you're kicking back, watching a game and enjoying some friendly conversation uh, with your friends and family. And of course, live entertainment and trivia at all seven different locations starting at 11.30 a.m. till 10.30 and later, seven days a week. And, of course, Buffalo logo, uh, Buffalo's best spot for all of your Bills, Sabres, Bisons, Bandits needs. So many different cool local designs uh, for staples in Buffalo, New York. Whether it's the Conehead guy, whether it's uh, the, the Earl of Bud, uh, so many different cool designs to choose from. This one specifically, the Buffalo NHL Shield Truckers Ball Cap. One of my favorite lids that I wear to this day. Uh, just great stuff over at Buffalo Logo. Go check them out at Buffalo Logo Co. on Instagram and Twitter. Same thing with Fatty Beer at Fatty Beer on Instagram and Twitter. Or FattyBeerCompany.com, BuffaloGoCo.com. With that being said, guys, I'll hang up and listen. You guys all take care. Happy holidays. Uh, thank you for spending the time with me. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. And be See you all later.
do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. We all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com.